glad you like that one. Hey yo. Hey yo. Before we get started here, gonna take a little survey. Those of you watching, however you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, for listening on Spotify. Did you come here to see WCW? <laughs> oh. Are you coming here to see the NWO? One more for the bad guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. My name is Al Carl. Uh, unfortunate news coming over uh, the weekend and whatnot. We lost Scott Hall yesterday, uh, last night. Uh, absolutely heartbreaking for what he's done. We're just going to go around real quick. Uh, before we get started with the actual show, uh, first from MinisterBellTime.com, owner, CEO, uh, executive vice president. Do you have those kind of roles there at MinisterBellTime.com, right? Well, I'm not a publicly traded company, so I wouldn't call myself the CEO. Um, and it's a one-man show or two-man show or however many show. There's no EVPs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Scott Hall, I guess, you know, the biggest thing um, when you think back is he really popularized the ladder match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. I mean, that's probably what everybody's, like – biggest memory of of scott hall is but of course he also revolutionized uh just the way wrestlers get paid and everything when he jumped to wcw so he's super super influential figure um obviously a big fan favorite when he was razor and then you know part of the outsiders and the original nwo so um gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a weird thing to have wrestling without scott hall around it is. James Wheeler, uh, thanks for chiming back in with the hey, yo. Uh, glad you uh, put the video con uh, controller down to watch us this week. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, next to uh, Ryan Joy, I don't know how. I guess we screwed things up in pre-production. I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know how John DeConney got to the top part of the screen. But the first ever PWB champion, living legend, John DeConney. Razor Ramon, pal. I'm taking oh, over. Top row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously, the first ladder match that I ever saw involved him, and it was iconic. But uh, to bring it around to things I've talked about quite often, big Bears fan, uh, SummerSlam '94, sweetness and his. Uh, son jared payton in the ring with razor and even though vince loves the crossovers and whatnot he loves to bring in people from any other sport or any other form of entertainment uh you don't necessarily you know there's not like lifelong connections made there most of the time but november 1st 1999 when walter payton passed away oh my god look at who's here yeah right <laughs> uh the following the following WCW Monday Nitro, uh, which was a week later on November the 8th, I believe, uh, Scott Hall came out in a Sweetness jersey 
uh, and that just kind of like touched my heart. So, uh, you know, there's a million reasons I'll never forget him, but that one's way at the top of the list. Down uh, under me, below me, in the bottom part of the screen, joining us early this week, uh, Gary Mahefi, our senior NXT UK uh, correspondent, St. Patrick's Day, Gary. Uh, this is your week. I, I know you're from Northern Ireland, but I guess I mean you're all leprechauns to me. But, uh, <laughs> but when you say Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, uh, what do you think? I mean, two things. Obviously, one, obviously, as Ram was saying, I mean that ladder match that will be iconic and will always stand out. Um, but from a purely selfish point of view, when I think about it, I was actually looking back. I thought this was six or seven years ago, and it turns out it's actually eleven. I had the the pleasure, the genuine pleasure of interviewing them for of speaking to Scott for like an hour for the Observer site and the History of WWE site. I did an interview with them, and we did about forty five minutes for the interview, and fifteen minutes like before and after it, just kind of chilling and shooting the breeze and talking. Just genuinely lovely. Was so given, very honest on everything that he was saying. Um, but you could see his his, his love for wrestling. And I think now that this has unfortunately happened, like you can now see wrestling's love for him um, in reverse now, what's happened. But it was just, a, there, are, there are very few people that I could put in my bucket list to say they want the interview, and he was one of them. And to say that they've done it, and, I, and I've been in touch with them a, a couple of times since over the years, just to kind of check in or whatever. And, but say it's it's going to be sad. He's going to be missed, but he leaves a great legacy and some great matches behind him. So. Uh, maybe the timing of this is, is, is pretty bad. We're talking about, uh, the passing of one of our favorite wrestlers. Uh, but John Smith, you gave us, you gave me personally, uh, a little bit of slack with how I introduced you on the show. Uh, as luck should have it stumbled across something and what i would like to introduce to everybody on the essential wrestling podcast i would love to introduce to you the voice of the public address announcer of the new york islanders and ironically enough the former public address announcer of the new york jets mr alex anthony and now tonight's islanders starting lineup center number two john smith <laughs> On defense, number three, John Smith. <laughs> and number four, John Smith. <laughs> the forwards, number six, John Smith. Number seven, John Smith. <laughs> and number eight, John Smith. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Left field, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> so he's been doing his pregame uh, rehearsal. <laughs> and he's been announcing you uh, the entire time. So I finally was able to catch it on video uh, this past week. So there you John. Your grand intro. It. We're going to have Alex Anthony, like I said, former uh, public address announcer of the New York Jets. I'm not sure if you recognize the voice. Oh, I do. I, I mean, I went to, I've been going to Jets games since I was nine. So. So there you go. Uh, back to uh, other things. I said Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Well, for me, Razor Ramon, like my my first ever pay per view live was WrestleMania ten. So it, like it was a big imprint, left a big imprint on me with the whole ladder match thing. But and he was probably one of my favorites after that. But 
My whole thing is, how does this guy not have a world championship belt on his resume? And, you know, he should have gotten it in WWF, and he would have if he had stuck around, I'm sure. But for him to have not gotten it in WCW, I think, is a little bit of a of a crime against humanity. There you go. Smith Mania is running around. <laughs> uh, I got three things uh, when it comes to Scott. Uh, first, like I said, the first time I saw him, when he first debuted in WWF, you know, he's beating in action, beating in action, doing all these cool moves. He's bigger than everybody. He's better. Oh, there goes I guess, I guess the in action thing, huh? Um, he was thrusted right into the world title picture uh, against Bret Hart at the 1993 Royal Rumble. So that was a huge test. I watched that this past January um, on the train, and that match was absolutely great. So he had my respect from the get-go. Fast forward when he you don't you didn't realize it at the time, you knew it was something, but when he walked through that crowd in WCW and interrupted that match, you don't know who I am, uh, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. The ripple effect of that moment, like you don't know at the time, but like it was such a huge part of what the attitude era started. It, it was it was it was Scott Hall fouled you know the next week you no know, Nash was there too but he came out a week later and then the NWO and that whole war started and Scott was at the the absolute head of that so as far as a, a person who changed the you know the business you know contractually yes that's that's a funny story but with him and Nash when WWF brought out the fake razor and diesel and they're like oh my god no you have to stay you need to stay they're like we're not going anywhere but no seriously here's more money stay okay fine. Uh, but that is just one of those moments that it's, it's so huge in, in the landscape of professional wrestling. And then the last thing, um, I saw this in a headline today, it was reported, uh, the article was on Scott's death from FTW. I don't think it stands for that FTW, but it's FTW.USAToday.com. Scott Hall wasn't a wrestler. He was a reminder that it's not too late to fix ourselves. So, um, above everything else he did in wrestling, there was a lot wrong with Scott, and he fixed it. He eventually fixed it. Unfortunately, I guess maybe he didn't live long enough to, to cherish the, 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 the changes that he made in his life, but it's it's never too late. It's never too late. If you're going through something, uh, there's always a way to change it. And Scott Hall, uh, above anything wrestling, it was an epitome of that. So, um from all of us here at the Essential Wrestling Podcast, thank you, Scott Hall. Uh, we will miss you. And uh, like I said, thank you. Thank you for the memories. Uh, I don't know what else to say. This is just the guy went in for hip surgery. This is just complete BS. But we need to move forward. We are going to get into today's episode on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We'll try to turn things around, you know, get things back on, on the fun side. I'm sure Scott would have wanted that as well. The wrestling business will go on, right? Uh, on today's show, uh, we have a new NXT champion. WrestleMania continues to take form on both Raw and SmackDown this past week. Josh Alexander has his first confrontation with Honor No More on Impact. Gary Maheffi is with us now. He will be with us in the next segment as well to, uh, to talk about the Heritage Cup Championship match from last Thursday. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows presented, by court, of course, by MinutesToBellTime.com and sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends, play against the universe.
And guys, if you like it too, wasn't yesterday supposed to be the guy holiday 314 steak and something day? Anyway, she like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're going to main event the show. Uh, actually, we're gonna we're gonna curtain jerk the show. We'll get that in a second. Here are the uh, Raw roll-up standings going into last week. Uh, Raw with a four roll-up lead on AEW, followed quickly by Impact, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT. Gary, you guys got to step it up, pal. <laughs> we only got one hour of TV a week, but you can you know you can sneak in one per episode and get this. Uh, we're gonna curtain jerk the show. Remember the bad guy? We did that, but now uh, we are going to get into AEW. And uh, last Friday night on Rampage, uh, I got to switch graphics. If you see a reflection in my eyes the entire show, I know I made fun of Tyler for doing that a couple of weeks ago, but I, I, my printer's down. I don't have paper in front of me. I got to use my phone, so it's going to take me a quick second. Ryan, we had uh, Keith Lee uh, make his Rampage debut last uh, last Friday night. You know, it's funny that you, you say it like that because – it's true. Keith Lee did make his uh, Rampage debut. I'm happy to see Gary staying on for the AEW stuff this week. Yeah, well, they named the, the they named the special as St. Gary's Day Slam on Wednesday, so it's only how you have Gary be on to make the picks. So, <laughs> okay, okay, makes sense. So, uh, yes, Keith Lee made his Rampage debut, but he was he was wrestling QT Marshall, and I would just want to say QT Marshall is great in this role as. Uh, you know, we want to give somebody a win. We'll give Q. We'll give him QT. So uh, QT Marshall, he he uh, he was sacrificed up to Keith Lee. Big bang catastrophe for the win in about minutes. Um, but the story came after the match when uh, Team Taz came to the ring and uh, they they got they got the beatdown in on Keith Lee. Keith Lee did not walk out of uh, of Rampage on top. He took a big spine buster from Powerhouse Hobbs. So it looks like we're headed towards Hobbs versus Keith Lee. And I think that's going to be a really interesting match down the road. So I'm I'm kind of pumped for that. It is. And all this is going to be interesting because the, the Hobbs match, you got power versus power. I really like that, Rye. Ricky Starks, I kind of want to say Ricky Starks can kind of hold his own. Keith Lee might overpower. Maybe Keith Lee knew FTW shit. But Hook... There's a there is there is. <laughs> all right. Well, I want if you want to see Hook step up, yeah. It, it's not lost on me the fact that Hook wasn't part of that run in, yeah. But, exactly. Uh, I think they're gonna try to keep Hook as far away from oh, yeah, as for possible sure, for sure. at this moment. Yeah, send Hook, and then you'll see, you see like the pancake in the cartoon. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. You know, Hook's a submission guy, he please. You know, he's he's human, right. Uh, John DeConi, we also had uh, Mark Quinn, Darby Allen, this stemming from the H, uh, all the, the blow up from the Andrade Hardy front office uh, from this past Wednesday. Yes, indeed. We had uh, Darby Allen and Mark Quinn going at it. Uh, they went at it for nearly 12 minutes. And we already know that uh, Darby Allen is an absolute lunatic, so we knew he was going to take some chances. Uh, Marquen uh, pretty much went shot for shot with him. You know, a 450 splash from the top turnbuckle to the floor. Uh, these two were all over the place. And uh, it ended uh, with uh, Marquen missing a shooting star press and Darby kind of transitioning right into a Fujiwara armbar and getting the uh, tap out for the submission victory. But afterwards, Andrade and the, I guess we just call it the AFO now, uh, started to make their way to the ring, and then Matt and Jeff Hardy came out. They were on the top of the stage. They kind of had a standoff, and that was enough. We went to commercial break. No 
punches were thrown, but you know, we know where this is headed going forward. James, I'm just laughing. James just had a comment. James, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm seeing the Jericho comment. We'll get to it, pal. It's coming up soon. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, he, uh, all righty, that's 20 push-ups for me, right? Isaiah, I'm sorry, Shane Swerve Strickland, he defeated Tony Nese after they swerve stomp. Bukara Shida is back. Uh, she hasn't forgotten about Serena Deeb. And then Jamie Hayter defeated Mercedes Martinez with a clothesline from hell like Lariat. Uh, Jamie Hayter using a clothesline as her finisher. I like that. I didn't get to see Rampage. This is devastating as you guys are making a sound. Uh, I'm all for it. So um, as we switch gears from Rampage to two days prior on AEW Dynamite, uh, we're going to lead into St. Patrick's Day Slam before we get there. Ryan, there was a tag team championship match last Wednesday. Yeah, and it was announced like right before uh, the show too. Uh, Jurassic Express against the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. That's what they that's what they say anyway. So um Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, it was actually a pretty good match. It went nine and a half minutes. Um, but they used um the doomsday device for the finish, which is which is really cool. I think they took a little bit of heat on the pay-per-view because they used a bunch of moves that should have been would have been finishes if anybody else hit them, but here they used the Doomsday device as a finish, uh, and it was Jungle Boy with a double springboard, and then hit the Doomsday device. So, cool finish. Uh, hope to hope they continue to use it. I like it a lot better than the uh, what is it, Thoracic Express? Yeah, Thoracic Express. <laughs> yeah, they're getting they're busy. They're, they're uh, defending the title, defending the titles. They've uh, they've done those titles proud so far in the short time that they had them. Um, there was an in-ring promo that started the show by Chris Jericho. He wanted to shake Eddie Kingston's hand. Kingston's came out. They eventually do, but here comes Garcia 2.0. Uh, they jumped in bowl. Santana Ortiz came out for the save, but Jericho, uh, and then eventually Jake Hager, who came out, attacked Santana Ortiz, Eddie Kingston. James Wheeler bringing up a great point here. I'm going to pull the comments up here. Do you think he apologized uh, to 2.0 for calling him square head and pinhead the last time uh, they were in the ring together? <laughs> It'll be interesting if they bring that back up. I bet they do. Or if he calls them that from now on, like that's their nickname. That'd be great. Yeah, they just keep on going. They just accept it. This is the uh, best because John DeCani's like favorite wrestler is Chris Jericho. John Smith's favorite tag team is uh, 2.0. So this is like the fact the the EWP faction basically. This is it. There we go. They're calling themselves. So we call you guys too the Jericho Appreciation Society. Is anything behind that, Ryan? I don't get it. Uh, all I know is it's a horrible name. Like okay, uh, uh, inner circle 2.0. That would have been perfect. That would have been that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, missed opportunity. Or the outer circle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> inner rise. There you go. Um, where's Sammy Guevara in all this? He told them on a I don't know if it was Rampage or Dynamite several weeks ago. He said to Jericho Santana Ortiz. He said he said, get your stuff together or i'm out of here so he he's out of there uh ahfo had the emergency meeting we just talked about it uh they voted to kick out matt hardy they're starting to beat him down sting and darby came down first then jeff hardy uh what had another comment from james wheeler we got the, about the hardy boys here we go hey the cool thing for the tag division i'm very happy for them yeah they got one last run together uh we've been saying that for six years yeah, I know. 
Uh, <laughs> a lot of jokes about uh, Jeff Hardy dancing in the ring while his brother was getting beat up. I believe uh, there you go, ripping off Zia Lee, who just did the same thing <laughs> on the Aaliyah. I was going to say, that's, that's WWE training. That is WWE. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all they're all disciples of Umberto Carrillo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. How does Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen float you? That was the first thing that came to mind when I saw this whole thing happening. I'm like, okay. Uh, a buddy of mine would absolutely fall in love with that match. I think a lot of people, that's going to happen. And I think a lot of people are going to go uh, ape bleep for it. So uh, see what happens there. So that will lead us into St. Gary's Day Slam. There you go. Gary, you got your own graphic on the top. Here we are. Feeling a sheet. Here are the overall standings going into the show. These are irrelevant right now. This is not the reason why we we're doing this. John Smith and Gary, last week we gave Ryan Joy uh, the opportunity because uh, we were done picking AEW and he had a one-point lead on John DeCani. Ryan's like, you know what? We'll give John DeCani one chance to catch me. We'll do St. Patrick's Day Slam as well. So that is how this whole thing came about. We didn't score the show last year. We're going to do it this year. Five points for the AEW title match. There is not one. Hangman Page is in six-man or trios action, excuse me. Uh, three points for all the title matches. One point for non-title matches. I don't think there's anything in a promotional tomorrow. Uh, perfect pay-per-view is five points. And like I said, there's one point separating Ryan Joy from John DeCani from the AEW championship. I'm um, so close. Yeah. 80 points. All I need is 81 points. I'm so close. Interpromotional matches for Gary Count for yeah. 80 points. He needs to win one other one to make sure that he gets the. So, uh, actually, before we get started, John Smith, I know you did not watch uh, Dynamite last week. I'm going to put up a tag team name uh, real quick. I want you to pronounce it for me. Okay. Add banner. John Moxley and Brian Danielson, they defeated this team. Workhorsemen. You disappoint me. You really disappoint me. You didn't get workhorse semen out of that? <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> workhorse <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a layup for you. I tried to set you up for that perfectly. All right, anyway. Well, you should have made the money. semen part a different color. Yeah. <laughs> dash. Yeah, dash. <laughs> uh, Moxley and Danielson defeated the workhorseman after the bell lock submission by Daniel uh, by Brian Danielson. Oh, I got my letters backward in my notes. Post no uh, post match, Regal shared his stories about Daniel Bryanson. That again, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, and what brought him back to wrestling. Warned everybody that they're going to be in. That they're going to be. Uh, warned everyone that they are going to be good. There you go, or something like that. Uh, going into uh, tomorrow night, uh, uh, Moxley and Danielson, they're going to get uh, some best friends here, Taylor, uh, Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Gary Mahefi as our senior St. Patrick's Day correspondent. Who do you got? Yeah, I looked through to see for every match if I could find anybody, any links to Ireland to choose who I was going to win. And I figured I know somebody whose son's called Daniel, so I figured I had to pick Brian Danielson. So I'm going to go, yeah, I mean, you can't see anyway past Mox and Brian winning this one, to be fair. Right? So. And then actually, uh, to, to start off, St. Patrick's Day, your, your, your Intercontinental Champion, Rick O'Shea, 
your favorite Irishman, he defended his title last Friday. We'll get into that a little bit later on. John DeConnie, who do you got? Yeah, give me Mox and Danielson here. I, uh, I don't see them losing for a while. If at all, this is going to be interesting, Ryan Joy. Yeah, I think they're going to go take those tag titles. There'd be no reason for them not to. Uh, but Gary, you missed the easy connection. I mean, it's not necessarily an Irish connection, but William Regal is on the outside. He's a UK guy, at least, you know. True. Um, so, yeah, Mox and Danielson, I think, is a, is an easy call here. It's an yeah, easy John Smith, are you going to uh, make this unanimous here? I got no reason... Yeah, give me the workhorse semen. Workhorse. So that was their opponents. That was their opponents last week. It's not last week. (laughs) (laughs) See, Ryan, I could have easily just called him in action. You could have. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I made it 10 times worse. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Scorpio Sky, we have a new TNT champion, defeated Samuel Guevara. After Scor- uh, Scorpio hit the TKO on Sammy, Paige Van Zant got uh, involved. John DeConi, we've seen some contract signings before. Where do you rate uh, how she signed her contract? I believe that was on Ty's booty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of all places to be able to sign, that's uh, that's way at the top of the list of things I could think of. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, it's, it's nice, in terms of nice the line right there. Indeed. Put the ink on your nose. Uh, so we're. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so uh, <laughs> going, going forward, uh, we had an interim interview with Wardlow uh, before that. He's done with Pinnacle. I honestly don't think Pinnacle's done with him, though. Uh, again, uh, Wardlow still works for Max. Uh, it's in his contract that if Wardlow wins the TNT championship tomorrow night, He's got to give it to Max. So uh, as much as Warlow wants to be done with this, uh, if he wins, I, it's really only going to make things worse. Uh, John McConney, I'll let you keep going. Now. I kind of cut you off before. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, you know, originally uh, a couple weeks ago, I said I had uh, I had a little ping pong going on here that uh, Scorpio Sky would take it and it would go uh, to Wardlow the very next week. I think Max was conspicuous by his absence last week, uh, having nothing to say after uh, what happened with Punk and whatnot, and having nothing to say after Wardlow said, I'm done with you. And like you said, I don't think Max is done with him. So I could see him costing Wardlow the title here, and those two can break off into their own feud. So give me Scorpio Sky retaining the TNT championship. Yeah, James Wheel's right with you. He just called us in the comments, uh, being punched in the face by NJF with the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Um, obviously, the uh, the referee's back will have to yep. be turned, Johnson. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the idea of MJF somehow making Wardlow win, like knocking them both out and dragging Wardlow on top of him for the win so he can get that belt. So I, I, got, I got Wardlow winning this one. Ryan? The best theory that I've heard is that MJF grants Wardlow his release right before the show, and then he but he had puts it keeps the ninety day non compete in there. So he can't wrestle for AEW. <laughs> you think actually MJF put a ninety day no compete in war? That's that would be that that's would the best be theory I've heard. But um, that if is that actually happens, I'm I'm with you guys. I think or not. I'm sorry, not with John Smith. I'm with John DeConi. I think that 
MJF is going to cost him Wardlow the the match if it actually happens. But I like I like that other theory. Gary. Yeah, I'm going to make it three in a row here. Well, three out of four. I think either MJF or Sean Spears will be out and will kind of will try to help him, but will accidentally cost Wardlow the match. And so I'm going for Scorpio Sky as well. So. Oh, I'm with Warlow. I, I've been on this. I, I've been running this. I've been. Yep. I caught, like I said, the whole thing with the, when Max told him, "This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna qualify for that ladder match. You're gonna win that ladder match. You're gonna win that title, and then the title's gonna be." He Max called this months ago, and I it's, it's just been in my head the entire time because I think that's the start. So now that Max is done with Punk, and then Warlow, this this is this is how you do it. This is how you do it, and then and and then Wardlow's gonna have to win it twice. Like he's gonna, it's actually gonna get taken from because it's under under contract, and then Wardlow's gonna get fired, go to WWE, and he'll win the Andre the Giant in two weeks. I actually should wait and see what Ryan and John the Conte are doing, and then do the opposite, sort of get me eighty-one points. So I should just go no contests in every match, just to kind of make sure. Uh, Hangman Page <laughs> defeated Dante Martin. With the Buckshot Larry in an eight an impromptu AEW World Championship match, Dante Martin, as we we're saying, was ranked number two uh, in the uh, the ranking system in AEW, racking up all those wins <laughs> while nobody was watching. Uh, Post match, Adam Page congratulated Dante on our brilliant singles year. Uh, gave him the handshake. We finally had a respectable handshake. Now it's time for, I guess, now that Darius is back, uh, he's going to go back into the tag team division with Top Flight, and uh, they can go there. But yeah, hell of a run by Dante. You kind of think you would maybe write him off once his brother got hurt, but he kept on trucking along. So good for him. A lot of good things coming from top flight. Um, then here comes Adam Cole. Said Revolution was a fluke, and next time Cole will win. There's going to be a six-man tag team match. We thought it was going to be the Bucks, uh, which prompted Jurassic Express to ask uh, Hangman Page to be on their team, which kind of pissed off the Dark Order. So that whole thing's just about to start. And then uh, Adam Cole, he was he was hinting at the Bucks. He ended up taking O'Reilly and Fish, um, as originally expected. I don't know why anybody thought it was going to be the Bucks, just because he said the word young, right? So, uh, Ryan Joy, I'll let you go first on this one. I think uh, John the Connie picked first on the last one. I'll let you guys try to make – I'm trying to make this as fair as possible. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think this is kind of a harder, ma harder match to pick. Um, I think I'm going with the, with the Undisputed Era here. I think that – Cole and O'Reilly will get a, a pin on either Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus. I don't think we're going back to Adam Cole and Adam Page, so I think this is more about the tag title scene. Okay. Gary. Yeah, I'm Ryan on that one. I've picked um, Cole and O'Reilly and Fish to win it. Um, and I do think, although they will want to steer away from Adam Cole getting another title shot, I do think that they're gonna, as you say, push for Fish and O'Reilly to go towards Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. So I reckon Bobby Fish to, to take the, the win for them. So uh John Smith. I, I kind of have a feeling I know where you're leaning on this one. Yeah, it's definitely the undisputed era. The champs went over big at at the uh pay-per-view, so they, they don't need this win. There you go. I I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll agree with that philosophy too. John Accounting. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had pegged. That uh, red, in fact, uh, Red Dragon would probably get the uh, would get the pin. Well, one of the members of Red Dragon would get the pin to uh, lead to a uh, tag title match. 
Okay. Uh, and then the fun thing, why I was laughing this entire time. So that match was the, the first match uh, of Dynamite. Uh, it was announced uh, after the match was over because Paige and Martin didn't go uh, the full 60 minutes. They were at, they're allowed to add another match to the card, which ended up being Pac defeating Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> Uh, with the neutral, the brutalizer, but I was like, hey, this one actually didn't go 60 minutes. You could put another match on. So they had a match on standby. Uh, I guess they just expect 60 minute barn burners every time they put the world title up first, I guess. I the uh, NWA used to do that, that all the time. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was an interesting little, uh, little tidbit. Um, and then I'm going to just uh, going ahead and just completely assume that this is going to be the main uh, the main event. Thunder Rose and defeated Layla Hirsch after the Thunder Driver for the win and another crack at Britt Baker. This time it's going to be in a steel cage match. So uh, whether I I guess this kind of has to be the end here. Thunder Rose and getting a second shot here in in a matter of uh, two and a half weeks. Um. <coughs> it's like you got a second shot at the AEW championship. Thunder Rose is going to say, maybe you should put you and Ryan in the cage uh, for this. <laughs> Don't give Tim Anderson any ideas. He's booking me in matches every, <laughs> That's uh, <true>. every <laughs> night in the discussion threads already. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I thought uh, Rose was going to get the title at uh, Revolution, but. Uh, once again, we had a whole bunch of interference, and I think I, I think I called it as we were watching the end of the match that okay, she'll get a rematch. There'll be some kind of gimmick to keep everybody out. Steel cage match it is, and it's in San Antonio, kind of her home away from home. She doesn't get it done here. I don't know what they're waiting for. I'm going with Thunder Rosa, new champ. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now or never. I had her. At, I had her at Revolution. That was the one match I got wrong at Revolution. Ugh. Could use that points. Uh, John Smith. I guess this is going to be like what it'll tell you what AEW really thinks of Britt Baker. Like, are they going to make her unstoppable or are they going to have her lose this belt? Because who else can she lose this belt to? It would have to be like Jade Cargill six months from now or something. So I'm going to have to go with Thunder Rose on this one because, you know, I think it's time. Britt's had it for almost a year now. All right, Gary. I'm exactly the same thoughts as John Smith. I do think that um, it's kind of now or never. Either take it off or now, you'll not take it over for about another year. She'll be the forever champion, as, as they used yeah. to say over here. So I think Thunder Rosa to take it. So. All right, Ryan Joy, you got four on Thunder Rosa here. It just strikes me how well Gary and John are getting along sitting down there together on the couch. <laughs> You can't see what's going on underneath the camera. That's the thing you say. You can't see these things. Well, I, there has Damn to be a both are in such a good mood. So I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God there's that uh, that part of the screen that blocks you out. Um, uh, yeah, so the thing is, if, if Britt Baker wins, and that's what you guys have alluded to, who does she wrestle next? And there's really nobody set up. Um, so unless they're going to completely turn her face and if they're going to do that, they might as well get her ready to face Jade Cargill. Um, so it's going to make this whole, uh, extra show we're doing sort of not interesting, but I'm picking Thunder Rosa. 
Okay, so what do we have as our picks here? I think the only guys, uh, you, the only pick you have differentiating is uh, the TNT title, which is three points, which would be the swing that John McConaughey needs. Is that correct? Well, I picked uh, I picked Sky to retain. I think John did too, didn't he? Oh, John, does John Smith pick Wardlow? Okay, then what's the other yeah. one? I think we picked the same. Uh, takes the fun out of this. It does. John DeCona, change your pick real quick. Yeah. <laughs> change <laughs> one of them. Pick one to change. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with Hangman and Jurassic Express. Okay. All right. So, John, all right, John DeCona playing for the tie, going, trying to go into overtime somehow, I guess. So oh that God. will do it. No, but he has more victories, right? So oh, that's right. win the tiebreaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then all white with the world. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that will do it for our AEW and St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, Ryan Joy, uh, that will be it for you today. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? There you go. <laughs> All right, John Smith, John DeCani, we will see you back here in a little bit. As me and Gary, uh, now we got to change all this stuff around. Gary, um, the UK Heritage Cup match, main event, absolutely incredible. These are two of my favorites. Uh, so happy they got to be able to do this style of match. Yeah, they really are. I say it was. We we talked about what they would do, or what they wouldn't do, and how it would pan out. And I, I, th- I thought it was really well done because obviously um, when Joe Coffey went one fall up in the second round, he'd been absolutely all over Noam Dar for two rounds. I mean, it was just Joe Coffey putting him to bed and showing him how it was and went one up. And then all of a sudden, obviously, you Dar coming back and when they eventually um, won all after the three and then wondered how they were going to finish it. But there was... Pretty clean, to be fair about it. Yeah. The fifth round, Noam Dar takes it. So it took it 2-1 after the Nova Roller in the in the fifth. So um, Noam Dar, I mean, he is fantastic. I mean, he, he really is. He's always been your man from the start, and I have warmed to him as we've gone. Um, but, like, he, he really is just everything he's in. He's like Midas. It just turns to gold. So um, yep. more power to him. <laughs> And uh, the good news is, Gary, with this, and I took a crack at the beginning of the show, the second fall of this match, Noam Dar got the raw roll-up for the victory on Joe Coffey. So we're going to count that in the raw roll-up, saying you guys need all the help you can get. So talking <laughs> up for NXT UK, uh, glad to have you there. Uh, and then, Gary, uh, last week you chose this as uh, the winner is you match. Uh, of your week, uh, I don't think you could have picked any better one than this. How did you enjoy uh, A-Kid and Charlie Dempsey? Oh, my goodness. I don't know how many times I've watched it. Um, just completely loved it. I mean, as a, I mean, Charlie Dempsey, obviously, is my is my man crush as far as wrestling goes. It's like Because he's just superb as a technical wrestler. And A-Kid... I mean, if he was going to go out, he's obviously going across to the NXT 2.0. And if he was going out, this is the way to go. They had an absolute technical masterclass, just superb, completely different style of match than anybody would have had. Charlie Dempsey is different than anybody on any of the WWE rosters. I mean, completely yeah. different. Um, it's just so physical, absolutely brilliant. And finished off by, I'm not sure how I would describe the way that he bent a kid to, to pin him. Almost had literally bent up in half. Um, yeah, like a pretzel, as I would say. Yeah, 
That's <laughs> twice now that's happened to AK. He's just been bending like a pretzel. I can't remember yeah. who did it the first time. It's like, God damn. Uh, but honestly, just was, was it Jordan? I think it was Jordan. <laughs> if anybody's not watched it, I was it. If anybody's not watched it, they need to see it. Just unbelievable. No matter what I say, I couldn't do it justice as a technical match. It was unbelievable. Yeah, um, uh, I guess going with that, uh, James Wheeler's got some questions for you, James. Like, I see them, we'll get to them after I ask my one right now. But now, a kid, uh, I got a funny feeling he's gonna be pulling double duty because he's due tonight against Kushida. Um, are you okay with this? Do you, do you want him to get the UK title before he goes? Like, what, what are your thoughts on Akid uh, jumping ship here? I am incredibly pleased for him. There were a couple of people on the roster that I was like, going, you need to be seen by a bigger audience. As much as I love yeah. watching you on a Thursday night, you need to be seen by a bigger audience. And he was one of them. And I didn't know if he would actually get it just because of his size, although he's amazing. And I think the match against Kushida tonight, if they just let them go out for 10 minutes and say, you know what, boys, away you go, he will get over like nobody's business. So, yeah, it's, if you only had 10 minutes with Kushida, that, it's just oh, it's, that, match yeah. is gonna, that match is gonna break my heart though, just because yeah. I know they're not gonna get it. Yeah. Um, all right, so two questions from James Wheeler first, how do you feel about a faction with Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Becky Lynch? It would be, I would love to see particularly Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Um, together because they have such a history in icw in scotland and stuff like that i think they'd be great and i could see like nikki ash forgetting the superhero gimmick going back to kind of how she was insanity do drop being a nasty heel and becky lynch heading it up i think would be a great faction that would work really well and then uh pete dunn huh yeah no comment i yeah. i did although i did see I, I did laugh whenever it was seamus went you might all know him by another name, yeah. <laughs> but we know him by his nickname, and you're like, ah, yeah, that's right, of course. Um, yeah, and it almost gives them an out of going, well, we didn't say it was his real name, so if they ever decide to call him Pete Dunn again, but at least, actually, again, he's another one I'm glad to see getting the chance in the main roster. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things, just get there first and then yeah. worry about the other stuff later. You know, like that's really... It's like Kane was an evil dentist. Like, you, you can survive <laughs> stuff like this. It's, it's yeah. possible, so... Um, somebody else has defeated uh Morel and Jones after a power slam by Timo, followed by a diving headbutt by Primate. Post match attack by Wild Boar. We are off and running with this guy. Wild Boar is back, he came back swinging a chair. He didn't, uh, I guess he knew better than to try to, you know, three guys by himself, so he brought a chair with him. So good to see the Wild Boar back from uh, injury. Yeah, uh, in other news, with uh, speaking of jumping ships here, uh, holy crap. Uh, there, there we go. Uh, holy crap! Uh, I guess Johnny Saint, uh, the office of Johnny Saint, was Sid Scala. Get a, he was about to make an announcement. Here comes Wolfgang, and then all of a sudden, Roderick Strong is flying. Yeah. I didn't know I wanted to see this guy until they said it. I'm like, oh my god, Roderick in the UK, this would be perfect. And you know, with him not really doing all too much, it seems like the Creeds are getting all the attention now. And Ivy, uh, and next, yeah, send them overseas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard that he was over, and I'm purposely doesn't look. I don't know who he was against. I don't know what happened, and I heard it was Wolfgang. I went, oh, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the match I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was really interesting, so it should be a really good match. Now, do you think Roddy and AK, like, they high-fived each other, like, by the planes as they were flying over each other, uh, like, past <laughs> each other when they were going? I almost uh, wondered. There, I mean, there was part of me wondered when I heard it was Roddy coming across of going, 
Is he somebody that they trusted to go across and go look, go over and have a look at a couple of boys and see what you think? Um, and that he's kind of and he's given the heads up and like, yeah, take him and take him. So whether in the next month or so somebody else from the roster goes across, maybe Charlie Dempsey may well disappear quicker than we thought. But yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, so who do you got in that match? Like I said, now, now, if that's what's Roddy's job here, is he putting guys over or is he over there yeah. to represent? Like, well, you know, I, it does, I don't think it's like there's no harm either way to tell you the truth. No, so it really I mean, doesn't. If, if it's a one and done, you kind of go, yeah, I mean, I assume kind of that uh, Wolfgang would go over, but then it's Roddy Strong and you think, no, unless obviously if they do some sort of when worlds collide type event like we've had before, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you bring. Gallus across and have Gallus against Raleigh and the Creeds. That would be. That would be really good. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, if they do a world collide now, you just get. I just got a bad feeling. The UK is just going to wipe the floor with that. Then <laughs> it's just like okay, Diamond Mines there. Okay, Walters. Oh, that's interesting. And you know, Walters back in action, yeah. and then uh, yeah, I guess Breaker would hold his own. But yeah, so yeah. Um, and then uh, Trent Seven proposed that uh, Oliver Carter, Ashton Smith. Uh, have to earn their second title fight. He actually twisted Tyler Bates' arm on his Tyler Bates, I guess. Uh, so they have to win one-on-one matches in order to earn their second title shot. The first one coming up will be for Oliver Carter. He's got to defeat uh, Triple Crown and meet the Mr. NXT UK himself, Tyler Bate. Tall order for Oliver Carter, Gareth. It is, but I think he's going he's gonna to achieve. I think what we'll have is that Oliver Carter will go over and I'll tell I know I'm going to talk myself out of that. I'm going to say Tyler Bate will go over and then Ashton Smith will beat Trent Seven. That'll give Trent Seven another one of these. Oh, I'm no good. I need, we have to be a tag team. We need to be sort of thing. So I'm actually going to change my mind at the last second. And I'm going to go Tyler Bate. I, I, said this, this is, I don't want to say this match is going to be the irrelevant one because I'm, if, if that's the case, then yeah, Tyler can win it. But it, it, it's going to be Trent Seven's going to lose. Yeah. And he's going to go back to being the Warrior World like his career's on the line again. Oh, my God, we can't lose <laughs> this. And he's going to be out of his mind. And then Tyler's going to take the pin for the title. Yeah, so, yeah, let's go Tyler Bate on this one just because then that'll set up Tyler losing the titles when they have the rematch. If that's the case, if they're going to give him the Carter and Smith, if not, maybe yeah. like Massive and Stars or whatever. But, uh, yeah, this is you can kind of see this finally starting to build up uh, where Trent Seven loses his mind. So, Gary Mahaffey, thank you so much again for staying up. Uh, I guess a little bit earlier for you than usual because you didn't have yeah. the time change yet. So I uh, hope you enjoy your extra hour of sleep. And then of course, Gary, I do have to tell you, may your Guinness glass always be full. May your corned beef be tender. And may your Irish soda bread be very, very buttery. Enjoy your St. Patty's Day. Uh, for myself, I said my mother, uh, I, I have 50% Irish and my mother's 100% Irish. So we're doing that on Sunday. So. To be uh, sure, to be sure. On the day. Yep, I'll be able to enjoy it. Have a good one. I'll see you soon. All right, so with that, we will back, bring back in John Smith, bring back in John DeCani as we transition. I believe, uh, yeah, Roadblock is next. Uh, John Smith, we did miss you last week for your picks. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, alert. Uh, we all did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was only two matches that were on, right? Yeah, but we we picked the other ones, and it just it, the, the, the tournament matches we all got wrong. It was just it was just an absolute disaster. But John Smith, uh, the NXT Championship 
uh, is in new hands for the 20th time. Yeah, and then I honestly, none of us saw this coming. And now after it happened, it was like, wow, how did we not see this coming? You know, it was, you know, because it's a three-way match, first of all, so it's no DQ. You know, we get we get a, a nice hot start between uh, the three of them going all out, and then Braun Breaker does a nice uh, double suplex to the both of them. And things just keep going, and then all of a sudden you get Robert Roode yanking um, – Breaker out of the ring, which distracts Ciampa. He turns around and just eats a super kick. Not even a zigzag, John DeConi's favorite move of all time. <laughs> but a super kick for the one, two, three on Ciampa. And I hope you have the graphic ready because Dolph Ziggler, a winner, is you. And I never would have thought I would have been praising Dolph Ziggler, especially like considering the fact that I hated yes. his guts 10 years ago. But he used to kill me every time I fucking cheer for Dolph Ziggler. I, I know. And, you know, he really won me over with that. It should have been me stuff. And, you know, his uh, ladder match with um, Brody Lee or whatever his name was at the time um, at SummerSlam. And they had a ladder match that he really, you know, started getting on my good graces and I've just been a big fan ever since. And I love Robert Root. So the, the rub he's gotten from him, you know, doesn't, doesn't hurt his cup, his case, but uh, yes, Dolph Ziggler, a winner is you. Congratulations. This is your biggest world title victory of all time. Not your money in the bank. There you go. So first things first, uh, Braun Breaker roadblock. <laughs> uh, thank you for supplying the graphic, John McCartney. I know that's still there for you. Uh, meanwhile, tonight, actually, uh, Dolph's going to bring Miz TV. Um, I don't know if this is uh, done on purpose. Uh, All right, I take everything to... back. I take everything nice I just said about Dolph Ziggler back. It, it, the thing is, they hate each other. So I, I they, they probably the, the greatest rivalry of 2016, you know, is, but I guess, I don't know if this is Ziggler's request that he, he doesn't believe it. Or I guess he doesn't want to go on uh, Lash Legends show or whatever that lashing out, I guess. I, I don't know. The Miz is going to be on NXT tonight. Uh, for the first time since he was training Daniel Bryan about 10 over 15 years ago, whatever the hell that was. Um, so that's uh, that's going there for tonight. Uh, John DeConi, uh, yeah, I said John Smith, we all had uh, we all had Braun Breaker on that one. We all got roadblocked as well. Roadblock. Um, we did discuss, though, Ziggler was a possibility. I think we all knew it wasn't Ciampa. And I guess with the, the rationale with this is – if John DeConi's right, and it's usually, you know, I don't think John DeConi was spreading rumors and stuff like this. I'll put SpongeBob on it anyway. But I think that if they do debut a new uh, NXT championship at Stand and Deliver, Breaker needs to be the first one to win it, you know, type deal. Not, you know, I don't know. So I figured this is just going to set up for Braun to get a new belt after this. So yeah, you never know. Uh, but John DeConi also had a last man standing match that we all got wrong with the exception of John Smith. He got his one. Yes, yeah, I thought uh, this was uh, not even the rubber match because Waller had won the two matches against L.A. Knight, but L.A. Knight would wound up thumping him after the match and, you know, kind of taking away a uh, a moral victory. Uh, but it was not to be again. These two went uh, all over the building there. They went up onto that riser in the middle of the crowd there that Knight actually tossed Waller off of it, but uh, apparently Sanga caught him on the way down. Uh, then Sanga tried, uh, it brought out a pair of leg irons and tried to, uh, hook up 
night, uh, you know, to uh, basically he was going to tie his legs around the uh, ring post so that he couldn't stand up. He couldn't physically answer the 10 count. But L.A. Knight was able to switch it up on him and Sanger wound up uh, locked around the ring post himself. Uh, they they went, you know, all over the place uh, until uh, Knight started to get the upper hand. Waller pulled out the old slapjack that's not even legal for police officers to carry anymore and walloped Knight in the head, laid him out against the uh, across the announce desk and uh, gave him a, a diving elbow from the top buckle, destroyed the announce desk. But then he could barely stand himself, uh, Grayson Waller, but he made it just far enough back to climb on Sanga's back. <laughs> Sanga stood up, therefore bringing Waller to his feet. L.A. Knight never recovered, did not answer the 10 count. Grayson Waller with the clean sweep and the victory here. Yeah, right. That's three in a row, too. It's tough to beat the guy three guys uh, three times in the same season. Grayson Imagine. Waller. I uh, just got an interesting text from my brother. Uh, my brother, Brian, uh, sent me an article from TheRinger.com titled Scott Hall Understood the Soul of Wrestling Fans. So there's an interesting article out there on the internet. I'm sure there's a lot, uh, but that, you know, I guess that one kind of struck him as uh, a good one. The soul of wrestling fans. I like that. Uh, the Creed brothers were taken out with crowbars in the parking lot at the beginning of the show. MSK said they'll step up if the Creeds can't. Uh, Imperium actually ended up fighting MSK for the tag team championship. Ended in a no contest after the Creeds came out, but they weren't medically cleared uh, and cleaned house. So maybe we have a, a triple threat tag team match coming out standing delivered between those three. Uh, but, you know, the Creed's definitely still have their title match, right? They didn't use their Dusty Cup and cash in, for lack of a better term. Um, Tony D. Tony D. Skittish from his cousin's Italian restaurant. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Bottle of red, bottle of white. Uh, he says uh, he's going to be the Don of NXT. Tony D. <laughs> Then I think he threw his plate at the waiter or something. There it is. Um, those Chase U uh, Chase uh, classroom session, absolutely incredible. I crack up every time I watch one of those. And on the extreme other end of the spectrum, lashing out hurt my head. Uh, Joe, Joe Casey and Harlan uh, interrupted Draco Anthony's workout, telling Draco, to let his guard down and let them in. Let me in. Let them in to his life. Zion Quinn came to the back of Draco and told Gazy and Harlan to go scram. So uh, those were um, the, the. There was only two matches to pick. So here, you know, uh, myself, anybody who was on air last week got the squad douche. Uh, John Smith, Travis Savage, they each picked Grayson Waller for the win. So they uh, they got the one point out of this. But we've. Uh, uh, it's coming down to stand and deliver. Me, Gary, Ryan, Joy. Uh, should be an interesting little rat race um, to uh, find out who the NXT champion is of ProWrestlingPickem.com uh, going forward. So here, uh, oh yeah, I forgot to do this. Um, LA Knight, Roadblock. Um, <laughs> in the Dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Classic. A uh, bit of an upset here. Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. They defeated Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, after toxic attraction took out Raquel's knee, which eventually gave out later in the match as she attempted a Kachita bomb. 
Uh, the running Kai kick into a Vader bomb by Wendy into a double foot stomp by Kai. It took a lot to keep Raquel down, but uh, she stayed down for the win. Dakota Kai finally got the pin, too. That was, I thought that was good. So they advanced to the final. They're going to be going against Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. An absolutely outstanding match against Casey and Kaden. Uh, turned out that it was going to be the KLR bomb. Uh, followed by the moonsault from EO on Casey Catanzaro to, for the uh, for the win. Cora Jade attacked Mandy Rose up in her little watching suite post-match after what Toxic Attraction did to Raquel earlier in the evening. So uh, Raquel Gonzalez, roadblock. Um, John Smith, as a senior NXT correspondent, this wasn't the final we asked for, but are you happy with the final that we got? I am. I'm pretty happy with it because this Wendy Chu thing is getting over and Dakota Kai is pretty awesome. Um, I don't think they're going to win it, though. I, I've had, I had EO and Kaylee Ray winning from the start, so I'm not going to switch my pick now. All right, John DeConi, I We don't know if this match is actually happening tonight. I can't see them stretching it two or three weeks, however far we are, we, uh, away we are from standing the liver. But who do you think uh, goes for it if this happens tonight? Yeah, I, I assume go. that the winner will get their uh, tag title shot at Stand and Deliver, and oh, yeah. I think it will be. Uh, I think it'll be uh, uh, EO and Haley Ray. It might as well be. They have the you know the, the feud already started with uh, with Toxic Attraction. I'm, sure, I'm surprised they didn't come back out and try to take out uh, those two as well. Yeah. So. Um, Interesting to see. I guess I have to say that for the pay-per-view. Uh, Fallon Henley, formerly in action, defeated Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Stratton. Stratton. Tiffany in action. Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, after Saray. Sorry about that. Hit Stratton behind the ref's back, allowing Henley to hit the running knee strike. Not the shiniest wizard, but it was a pretty shiny wizard. Uh for the win, so this week we got a pissed off Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Stratton going up against Saray, John McConney. Uh, I think you know, I was gonna say, uh, Saray, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna stick with Saray. I mean, she came in with a lot of hype, didn't really work out. She went back home, she found grandma's necklace, which somehow re inspired her. If they're going to bring her back and she's going to lose her second or third match, then why do they even bother to bring her back? So give me Saray. Yeah, I think she found a couple schooler outfits, too, from what I saw. Oh, my God. <laughs> John Smith. Now, that might have been worth the trip overseas. Yeah, right? Yeah, I forgot about schooler outfits. Um, give me Tiffany Stratton on this one. She's she's playing that heel gimmick. Maybe she debuts some sort of uh, you know muscle or something. Yeah, I'm going to go with Saul Ray. Uh, I forgot that this is going to Tiffany Stratton last week. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I want her to get the win. I, I, I'm not going to be shocked if Tiffany Stratton wins this at all because, you know, up and coming star of the push or whatever. Um, she's good, though. I like, I like Tiffany Stratton. The little stupid things that she does, like after she close on somebody, she'll do like a, you know, a quick little, like, you know, girly, prissy, you know, rich girl. Thing. She's playing the character good. I like it. Um, as I mentioned earlier uh, to Gary during our NXT UK segment, A-Kid uh, making the jump overseas. Uh, Iggy Manjiro was amped up. Kushida, not so much. Um, maybe I'm going to be – I'm going to be let down. I know I am. But a, a winner is me if they do this properly. Kushida and A-Kid 
I love Gary's philosophy. A kid needs to be showcased. He is so incredible. And that Luke Kang kick that he does, you know, is oh my god damn. Uh, this is gonna be a kid because she did for whatever reason. I don't want to say falling off the face of the planet. He's made him anything level up. So um, I guess that's something. Uh, John Smith, who do you got on this? Um, give me a kid. I don't see why they would bring him if he's not going to win it. Yep, John the County. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Kushida was not all that thrilled to see him coming because he knew he was going to be counting the lights. Give me a kid. Uh, Duke Hudson has been throwing a roadblock uh, in between uh, the relationship between <laughs> between uh, Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell. Uh, they're actually they're they're going to go at it this week. Um, there's a lot of history here. Apparently, Indy and Duke had a thing, and now Duke's with Persia. Meanwhile, Indy's married. Dexter, we haven't seen since he found out the news and was heartbroken and walked away with sad face. Uh, so John DeCani, are we going to see the reemergence of Dexter Loomis to be by the side of his bride this week, tonight? Yeah, you know, everything tells me that since Persia's the newer, uh, you know, recruit, if you will, that she would probably go over. But I'm thinking the fact that we haven't seen Dexter in a while uh, means he'll come back. He'll have some kind of uh, hand in the outcome here. And maybe we see a nice mix tag coming up. So give me Indy with the help of Mr. Loomis. John Smith. Um, I'm going to say Persia on this one. Um, I say Duke Hudson and and uh, Dexter get involved, and it's a big bleep show, and Indy ends up getting pinned, possibly even a raw roll-up. I'll take a roll there. Yeah, I'll go Persia as well, and then hopefully Dexter. They win the battle. I think Dexter and Indy will win the war. So, Index. I'm going to call him that. Uh, and then one last thing, Carmelo Hayes, uh, he mentioned a couple of weeks ago after he defeated, um, I forget who, who did he defeat to defend the North America. I think it was Pete Dunn. Uh, that he wants uh, to have a match at Stand and Deliver uh, the same way that the, the belt started, the North American Championship started. That's going to be a ladder match. And then Trick suggested while they were getting their hair cut uh, that they have qualifiers, so here we go. NXT ribbon off AEW qualifier for a ladder match. Um, Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, John Smith. Uh, I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> this is a qualifier. qualifier oh man, stand and deliver ladder match. This is tough. Um, I'm going to have to go with Santos on this one. This is really tough, though. But, um, yeah, I could see them having something else for Cameron Grimes to do. And I don't really see what they would have, what, what they can make happen for Santos in the next couple of weeks before standing to deliver. Okay. Uh, Legato's had some run ins with Brooks and Jensen. I don't know if that's specifically going to be Santos. It seems like it's been more Electra at the moment. And, uh, and maybe, I guess, a little bit of Raul and Joaquin. Don't count it. Yeah, uh, this this is about as much of a, a, a coin toss as anything I think we've ever discussed in NXT because you could absolutely see either one of these guys moving forward to the ladder match. Uh, just to be contrarian, I'll go with Grimes because that's who I'll be rooting for. But, I mean, there's 
you know, like uh, like we said uh, during John's segment there, uh, the, you know, the winner's us. It doesn't matter whichever one moves forward into that ladder match. That's a, a big plus for the ladder match. Yeah. yeah, who else do they have on the road? Like, why are these two qualifying against each other? They both should be in it. Like, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna have eight guys fight to get into this match, and the, one of these two is not gonna be in it. I, geez, yeah. impress me with who's. Actually got, uh, I got grimy in this, and it's an, obviously I, I could be wrong. I'm not saying it's a lock by any means, but if Legado's got something else going with Brooks and Jensen, I mean that could easily. I guess uh, Fallon is the third person in that, right? The one that uh, is eventually gonna get with the guy who's never been with the girl before. Uh, so they could do like a six-way, a six-person tag there, but that doesn't leave that does that does nothing for Santos because he's not involved in that. So I, True. who the hell knows what they're doing with this? Speaking of who the hell knows what they're doing with professional wrestling, we're gonna make the new smooth transition to Impact. <laughs> uh, last Thursday, uh, we had an in-ring promo with Josh Alexander was interrupted by Honor and War and Eddie Edwards. Um, again, being looked past. Josh wants to fight, so all that began. Swan, Mac, Heath, and Rhino came down for the save. Scott Demore appeared, booked Swan and Eddie for the main event with John DeConi. We had a barn burner to start the show off. We sure did. We had uh, Willie Mack and Kenny King, and they tore it up for about eight and a half minutes. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen Kenny King in a while, and, you know, you, you don't get a whole lot uh out of watching a guy in a 10-man tag so seeing him one-on-one with mac i forgot just how good he is uh but it all ended with the six star frog splash and the greatest music in the wrestling biz josh smith you want to sing it or you want me to sing it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like it's like they they watched the show. They know we love the music, so we didn't hear it in the beginning. Oh, we got to give it to him at the end, so Willie's got to win the match. So, like, it's one of those. <laughs> Work. Uh, and then, as promised, the main event uh, is that Eddie Edwards is going to be just unstoppable going forward, John. Yeah, he took on Swan, as was set up in that first segment, like you said. <laughs> These guys went 20 freaking minutes and you know with really nothing on the line this is just hey let's take two guys that have been the heart and soul of this company for the last yeah. two years and and let them show what they can do and it was everything you wanted in the end swan missed the phoenix splash uh eddie hit the big lariat as a you know tip of the cap to his old mentor there from japan followed with the boston knee party but that wasn't enough because this is now bad guy eddie he had to get him up in that uh Fisherman's, whatever you want to call it. I believe he calls it diehard flusion. And uh, he finished off uh, Rich Swan with that. 19 minutes, 16 seconds. Then Honor No More rallied around Eddie at the end. They all kind of put their hands on uh, the, the kendo stick as a show of unity. And that's going to be, that's a hard team to beat right there. That is a tough squad. That is a tough squad. Led by Eddie Edwards. Again, uh, Moose is going to be in trouble. Uh, there's going to be an exhibition championship match at Rebellion. There's going to be a triple threat. Um, they have qualifiers. Everybody's ripping off AEW. They have qualifiers too to get into this match. It's not a match, I guess, right? Uh, Ace Austin defeated John Skyler and Crazy Steve after the fold uh, in order to advance in the match. So now we have Trey Miguel. We have Ace Austin, and probably um, they'll probably have the other triple threat on Thursday night. I don't think they announced who that match is yet, though, right, John? Yeah. Uh, there was an eight-woman tag team match. Mickey James, Chelsea Green, 
I thought she was injured again. Like that's uh, she's fighting through it. Like I know she's Canadian. I know she likes hockey, and we fight through these kind of injuries. But like Chelsea Green, okay, there you go. Always ready, right? There you go. Uh, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, and the inspiration. Look at them being on the good time, good guy team, huh? Defeating Tasha Steeles, Savannah Evans, and the influence after a Mick DT on the champ. So it looks like we maybe have, I don't know if they're going to rerun that back at Rebellion or maybe do something beforehand. Uh, but like, I think Mickey, uh, she's going to have, like, they still do that at Impact, right? They have the uh, automatic, uh, you know, rematch clause in their contracts. So. I do believe it. Uh, they did an in-ring promo with the Bullet Club. Uh, Eddie Kingston wasn't the only one who didn't get a handshake at last the weekend prior's pay-per-view. Alex Shelley got snubbed as well. Jay White invited him out for a two-sweet out of respect for their match. Things broke down. Here comes Chris Saban. Uh, the Motor Machine Guns, Motor City Machine Guns are back together. Uh, they'll be going against the Bullet Club's Jay White and Chris Bay. John Smith. Um, I I never pick against the Bullet Club, so give me that. John Connolly, Ryan Joy made a bold prediction uh, last week that Jay White will not lose when he's over on this side of the country, which is not as bold of a statement as possible. But I guess Chris Bay could take the loss, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think the Bullet Club gets it done here. But either way, a winner is us. There you go. John Connolly, winner. There you go. The Bullet Club. Against the motor machine guns, the winner is us. The winner is you. Uh, I'm gonna go with the motor city machine guns. I, I, their first time back. I, that Alex Shelley match at, at was that no surrender? Was that no surrender? Right or sac- was that sacrifice? Eric Young was no surrender. Anyway, Jay White's just been putting on a freaking clinic for us. And Travis had something when he had this man crush on him. Um, <laughs> backstage interview with Deanna Peraza was interrupted first by Giselle Shaw, who wants a shot at the champ champ. Lady Frost and appears as she beat Giselle, so she should get it on the next show. Deanna settled the argument, said she'll whoop both their asses on Thursday. They'll each get a title on the line, whatever it is. The fact that Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost haven't even been drawn by whoever does this stuff for Ryan Joy. Uh, are you going to get either of those two again? Uh, chance against Deanna Peraza, John Connors? Hell no. The champ. The champ, champ. Hold on. Both a little crooked there for a second. <laughs> Cut the fixer post uh, pre production. John Smith. Are either of the other two from Jersey? Nope. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Although one does have a very, very great first. I think it was like Giselle, and I think Lady Frost, the Frost, and Lady Frost, like Giselle Frost. I like that name. <laughs> anyway, Giselle's such a pretty name. Don't you think, John Smith? Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Tom Brady had two weeks home with her. He's like, nope, going back to work. <laughs> Absolutely. It looks like I'm going to have to draft him again next year. <laughs> Uh, there's a, yeah, a lot happened uh, last week. Macklin, I uh, guess, kind of turns his back on Team Impact as well. Not that he's with Honor no more, but he was pissed that he wasn't trusted uh, at Sacrifice. It ended up being Eddie Edwards was the one that turned. But um, we're going to have uh, Rhino going against no nipples here, John Smith. <laughs> Didn't even notice that. Uh, I noticed it on Heath, and I forgot to say something, so I see it with Mac. This guy, I think this guy has a thing against drawing nipples. So I almost never pick against Rhino, but I'm going to have to go with with Macklin on this one. Well, he's a spy, spy jersey guy here, John Nakani. That's why I spy Mr. Perazzo, the future Mr. Perazzo. 
That's it, man. You can call him that to his face. Uh, meanwhile, I will pick him to be your right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, like you say that, and Deanna's like, "Well, what's wrong with that?" Um, <laughs> she has all the gold. It's not like <laughs> it's just, she should That's have the hand man. It's the current hand. year. What is wrong with that? <laughs> uh, what finally stemmed from the opening segment uh, confrontation between Team Impact and Honor No More, Joss wants Eddie Edwards now. Uh, Eddie is busy, so Demore will give him Matt Taven in the main event of the uh, of Thursday night. So uh, we'll finally get Josh's first in action since his contract resigning, since he's announced that he will be the main event at Rebellion to challenge Moose John DeConte. Senior impact correspondent. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's some C4 in Matt Taven's future. Uh, maybe even an ankle lock uh, if uh, Josh decides to go a little snappy after uh, the fact and kind of sink things in. Like this is supposed to be his one and only match between now and when he gets his shot at Moose because he's supposed to focus. Uh, I think he's you know his temper is going to continue to get the best of him, and I think that means bad things for Matt Taven. Yeah, Josh is fired up. Does he? Well, he was fired up before he left, let alone came back. That's why they kind of sent him home, right, John Smith? Yeah, I don't see any way Josh Alexander loses this match. I don't think he's, I don't think he should lose on. He's he's got to have all the, the momentum in the world to go up against Moose uh, to be able to get that win. And then it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Where you know, because obviously Eddie Edwards is going to want his shot. He's been complaining about it, so it's uh, that he's never getting his shot. So you have Eddie versus Josh. You could have Eddie versus Moose. There's a, there's a lot that could go on here. So uh, Rebellion will be at the end of April. Really looking forward to that show. One of uh, Impact's big four. Uh, should be absolutely great. Looking forward to it. So we switch gears now for the final segments. We'll be WWE heading into WrestleMania. First, we are going to lay the smacketh down on your Rudy Pooh candy ass. Uh, it started with an in-ring promo. Uh, with Brock Lesnar saying, Roman, what do you say? Roman Dunn changed the rules uh, or something like that. Uh, you don't draw first blood on Brock Lesnar and live to tell about it. Heyman came out to say Roman wasn't there. So Lesnar chased Heyman around and in the process completely launched two security guards over or through a table. He absolutely trucked those two guys in the back. <laughs> I I ain't staying in front of him. That's like Derrick Henry, like times ten, running at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, that was fun. So they're actually uh, Roman Reigns wasn't there on Friday. He will be there this upcoming Friday. I guess they are going to collide. Uh, I, I guess one of those things where they have to have ten security guards who are in between the two of them in the ring. I think they did that segment with those people four years ago. This is. <laughs> And in the end, yeah, they're gonna join a very exclusive club, Roman and Brock. This will be the third WrestleMania they're they're fighting, and not many people can say that um, against each other. I think Brock and Austin, and then Triple H and the Undertaker, the only two that have done, feuds that have done that. Uh, John the Kind of Sami Zayn got his Intercontinental Championship rematch without a rematch clause. Go figure. Yeah, and you know, Sammy didn't have time to really prepare himself because he spent the whole day answering telephone calls because <laughs> as we found out johnny knoxville paid a plane to fly his telephone number over the city of los angeles so sammy was fielding phone calls all day long but that's okay he still went into the match very very confident that he would get back his intercontinental title 
And in a little under 13 minutes, he did not get the job done as Ricochet would drop him with a recoil and then follow with a 630 senton for the 1-2-3 and retain the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, he won it with the Raw roll-up last week and got him clean. Sammy doesn't have any excuses right now for losing that match. Nope. Um, you can't blame Knoxville. I guess you can blame the phone calls. And, his, and I think that might be what he probably does. Uh, there you go. Very happy to see Ricochet main event at WWE show. Yeah. The rumors going around, it's whatever. You know, Ricochet's and all of a sudden, all of a sudden back. I'm going to say back in Vince McMahon's good graces. But like, oh, Ricochet's finally going to get the push. I'm like, what the hell happened then? Because Vince hated him for so long. Threw him to Lesnar when Lesnar ate him up in a minute. And then you haven't seen him. Like, I don't say I haven't seen him since. But it's just like, what the hell? What changed his mind? Like, Vince's like, you know what? This guy actually is, is pretty good. No, no bleep. Like, what running out of options. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, it's probably because he stuck it out, and he also didn't go and, and and be all disgruntled on social media like all these entitled get people these days. You know, yeah. I think he's dating the NXT ring announcer now. He broke up with Casey, which kind of hurt. I thought that was a cute couple. Oh, Can yeah. I see a cute couple? Are guys allowed to say that? I thought they were a good couple. <laughs> Only if it's about two guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, before- <laughs> But before the Intercontinental Championship match, Austin Theory was down in your commentary, slapped Pat McAfee again. McAfee then, he was right at the edge of the table, instead of running around the table to get him decided to hop up on the table to hop off. The... <laughs> I thought that was fun. And anyone else see Austin Theory sitting next to him, like in the beginning, and then they showed the, the highlights of it last night on Raw. Like they totally, they, they edited that out where back, uh, Theory just came out standing in front of him. <laughs> Theory was sitting next to him in the commercial break, and McAfee just kind of looking at Anyway, you don't see too many. You don't see too many editing flaws like that at a WWE. That's why I kind of need to point out that was that was a, that was a mistake. But uh, yeah, they, the theory started swinging. They uh, they got pulled apart. They're ready to roll for WrestleMania. John Smith, uh, unfortunate. Uh, we had we could have all the jokes in the world for Pete Dunne in this situation, but unfortunately, uh, Pete Dunne's uh, debut is going to be synonymous with a very horrific injury. But um, I guess it was a good match up to that point. Hey, you may know him as Pete Dunn, but I know him by his nickname, Butch. All right? So, I mean, there's not much to be said about this match. It was a standard match until the end. And then we get Big E, I guess. Did he not flip enough in the suplex? Did Ridge Holland not throw him high enough? Was it just the yeah. fact that Ridge Holland's so short that Big E thought he might have had extra time to get over but either way, he pencil dived right onto his head and broke his neck. But like this was a Austin slash Kurt Angle broken neck, not a Draws broken neck. Let's not let's not uh, get it twisted here. Yeah, so, he, seemed, he seemed like he was in good spirits in the videos that he put on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, who knows? His his career could be over. Let's we're not taking it lightly. But I'm saying at least he can he can move all of extre- his extremities, and then so Kofi finished the match and. Lost and then Butch got in there, got on top of him, started licking his face. It was pretty gross. So, uh, yeah. So, two bad. things can stem from this. One, uh, going forward, for those of you uh, who are big fans of the Royal Rumble, I've watched all of them over and over and over again. The one that I watched probably a million times over again was the 1991 Royal Rumble. And I can just hear when that when that clock hit. And it was Bushwhacker Butch, and he was here, Roddy. Play, and here comes Butch. 
every time I, I, mean, I want to try to keep that going. Um, I, I guess on a more a winner is you type thing, Kofi's flying solo. Do they dare put Kofi Kingston versus Pete Butch Dunn at WrestleMania? Like that? Ah, that would be awesome. What's up with with Woods? How how close to coming back is he? I don't know. Yeah. Some, somebody should start a, uh, a morning news show and talk about this kind of stuff. I have absolutely yeah. no idea. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if, if we get Pete Dunne and Kofi Kingston out of this, I know feel better, Big E. Jesus Christ, we don't want to see that happen to anybody. But uh, Rick's Boogs defeated Jay Uso with the pump handle slam. Shout out to Test. Uh, this earned them a tag team title match at WrestleMania. Post match, Jimmy Uso hit Boogs with his own guitar. Uh, the Viking Raiders were taken out in the backstage area by Corbin Moss, Mahal, and Shanky. They came up out to beat down McIntyre. I guess it was supposed to be a four-on-four, four, or at least a three-on-three, three, right? Uh, but yeah. Drew overcame it, uh, beating down Shanky. But a couple of big power display moves uh, on uh, Don't Break My Heart, my Yankee Shanky heart. So good for Drew. These Those two are going right to WrestleMania. Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, my uh, winner is you moment last week. I could have swore. This was supposed to be Sasha Banks versus Zelina Vega, and a winner was supposed to be me, and I did not get that. I guess I'm going to have to wait till WrestleMania to get that. Maybe they heard me. I have to pay money for that, right? <laughs> have to pay the cock for that. Uh, Sasha Banks and the only they defeated Natalia and Shayna Baszler, interesting tag team, after Sasha Banks hit Natalia with a code, code breaker type remover for the win, and then Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Then an in-ring promo with each other, blah, 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 blah. Then they got uh, they brawled out in the back towards uh, the end of the – at the end of the episode, Charlotte suplexed Ronda on the hood of the car. And then they got the – you know, she made Ronda smile. They should um, So, uh, shout out, by the way, shout out to me. By the way, Woods uh, came back on Saturday at a house show. Oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, shout out to me who called the Kurt Angle uh, reference with Ronda Rousey. Yes. I just happened to watch WrestleMania 34 at the time. It wasn't like I was, you know, you know, whatever. But yeah, my first mentor is Kurt Angle. So, uh, yay me. Uh, but about last night, all right, last segment of the evening, we're in the main events. Here we go. Going good on time, too. Uh, Kevin Owens started the show with a promo, uh, you know, running down Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, backstage with uh, later in the show, backstage. Oh, then he, that's right, he stunned the cameraman. That's something that Austin would do. I might use the microphone. Why is this here? Uh, backstage later with best friends because you got to give the people what they want. KO helped Seth Rollins come up with a vision for WrestleMania. Rollins came out um, after there was a, a women's. Uh, it was a women's match. I thought he came out to insert himself into the women's tag team championship picture. I'm like, wait. Well, that's over the belt. All right. If you can't get it the men's belt, go get the women's. That's what Eric Young did, right? And then back. Uh, that wasn't the case, though. That Rollins' big plan was to get a talk show at Mania with his guest, Steve Cole, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But that's ridiculous. He can't have two shows, uh, two talk shows at WrestleMania. So Rollins proposed they fight for it. Kevin Owens was out of his mind and very adamant that it was no. I already pissed Steve off. He wants to come for me. What the hell are you doing? Um, and then Sony Deville last fire jersey girl she came out she's like you know what that's not a bad idea Seth so they main evented with a talk show on the line at WrestleMania John uh, that, that was oh, John Smith I'm sorry. I'm sorry so 
Yeah, so Seth starts the match trying for the good old Raw roll-up, which he's done so well for the past 10 years. Just lots of lots of quick finish type of uh, attempts by Seth to try to steal the victory, um, obviously to no avail. We get later in the match, uh, he goes for the, um, the Falcon Arrow off the top rope, and KO switches it into that little fisherman's suplex type twisty move that he does off the second rope, which is always that. looks so dangerous, but it's awesome. Um, during another raw roll up attempt, the ref gets bumped out of the ring and he doesn't get back in for a few seconds. So after like a seven count, KO kicks out at two. Seth then argues with the ref about it. To which he then turns around and receives a stone cold stunner for the KO victory. But that stone cold promo that they did at the beginning of the show, I didn't see it on SmackDown. I must have met fast forward through it. But the one they did that that stone cold promo, like that, just got the blood pumping, man. Like, nobody gets you ready for for wrestling like Stone Cold, man. I this is what I'm looking forward to most, and I've only seen one promo from Stone Cold about it. <laughs> Yeah, when he, when he called him a dumb son of a bitch, I'm like, okay, yep, he's back. Like, <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, I, John, that actually came out. Uh, it was last Tuesday. It was it was the day night after uh, Owens made the challenge. So that's yeah, it was it was made official a while ago. So we still don't know. Again, by the way, Owens is talking. By the way, Austin did in that video package. You know, right now it's scheduled for the KO show. Odds are up until that point, and probably will be the KO show until Austin comes out with a with a, a bulletproof or a BMF or a DTA black vest on, with you know two heavy duty knee braces, you know, and, and also like okay, then this is this is not going to be no talk show needed. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, uh, an in ring promo by Edge saying the Edge that came back before was weak, and he lists off some examples. He wasn't wrong. Uh, he needed to step up because the old edge wouldn't stand a chance against AJ Styles. Um, AJ Styles was not on Raw again uh, this past Monday. Why was that? Is 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 the horse dead? Is the horse dead? <laughs> I think so. No, I still see it moving a little bit because <laughs> this is how you sell a concerto, Tony Khan. He was out with injury, with concussion. Whatever the injury that he is out for two weeks, you don't throw him back in a match two days later. I think now the horse is officially dead. Can I stop beating it now? I saw him moving there for a second, so I had to jump in and make sure he was dead. What about the, what about the workhorse semen? Workhorse semen. <laughs> I, I did, it's, it's right there. Work or semen. There you go. It's right, it's right there. Uh, RKO celebrate. RK Bro celebration. This time was organized by Randy. Uh, interrupted by the Street Profits who challenged RK Bro at Mania. Randy wanted to decline, but Riddle talked Randy into it. Tez then called their party ass. And when he said that, I went. I was watching with my wife. I'm like. Randy's uh, Riddle's gonna be pissed. Like Riddle was so happy that Randy made the effort, the effort to half-ass fill balloons and buy concessions <laughs> and popcorn for him. I, uh, I love. 
<laughs> how four out of every five balloons were flat. I mean, that is just so perfect. <laughs> <coughs> well, Riddle loved it. That was the greatest. It was the greatest day of his career. And Tez called an ass, and that led to a, a, a match. Ended in a no contest when all four guys got trucked by Alpha Academy. So while Kevin Owens and, and Seth Rollins are whining and complaining that they don't have a way to WrestleMania anymore. Alpha Academy could have easily done the same thing, but they took the initiative and they jumped the guys that are in their way and most likely inserted themselves into that tag team championship match with those two teams. So good for Alpha Academy. Shoosh! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Dewdrop with another KOD. Post-match attack by Becky Lynch using Bianca's hair against her, the chair around the neck. She Becky uh, grabbed her by the hair, whipped her uh, neck first with the chair into the ring post. Gentlemen, John Smith, does Becky cut her ponytail? Um, I don't see what effect that would have because it's clearly a weave when you look at her tweets. You know, she doesn't have that. That's not her real hair. So like, she can just she can just buy more hair. Exactly. So, like, that would be a huge heat-getting heel move so that Becky – like, I can see Becky, like, the week before, she's like, I'm, this hair is not going to be an issue. And then chop it off. Put it on I think it would be better if she actually shaved her head so she couldn't even tie the weave back on. Oh, what are those, those – the, oh, she would look badass, too. She uh, – what are they called? The con, Not the Comertage. What do they call them? Black Panther, the, 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 the female warriors that are badass as hell. Nah, never saw it. All right, it'll, it'll come yeah, to I know exactly. I know what you're talking about, but, yeah. I, I think this, this should lead to a hair versus hair match. Oh, James going to hair versus yeah, title. Yeah. I guess there's no reason. You know, Becky's yeah, – oh, what do they call it? The, the Dormelage. The there you go. I knew it was something like that. Uh, John DeConi, we had a non-title match with MVP's uh, United States Championship not on the line here. Austin <laughs> yes, Theory got Damian... involved in this one, too. Yeah, Austin Theory uh, has made a habit of just coming out and sitting next to the commentary table for no apparent reason other than to talk about his upcoming uh, WrestleMania match with Pat McAfee, although this time he did it to uh, uh, Corey... Graves, who was, you know, a welcome ear. He he thinks that McAfee is going to take a beating by a theory. And, you know, it led you to wonder why, why the hell is he out here? But I guess they're setting something up for down the line because he would kind of mess with, although I don't he put his hands on Balor. He kind of got up on the, uh, the ring apron and distracted Balor for a minute. Balor didn't take too kindly to it, so he came, once Theory went back to his chair next to Corey Graves, Balor got off the ring apron and gave him the old shotgun drop kick and knocked his ass clear off the chair. Uh, but he slid back into the ring, right into the waiting arms of Damian Priest, who hit the reckoning and got the one, two, three. And then after Balor was loopy and uh, hanging out, Theory slid back in, picked up Balor, hit the ATL, grabbed some selfies. I'm sure we'll see that down the line. Yeah, uh, James wants uh, the rematch. Damien uh, with the Demon. That'll be fun. Uh, Austin Theory, he was the one that put Finn Balor out. I think Finn Balor, I think his first match back, his first match back I think, was the tag. No, he hasn't even got his hands on Theory yet. He's even back, right? 
Because his first match was, was tagging with Ciampa, and then the next week started the whole thing with Damian Priest. Um, just a little note here, just because everybody is worse Cody. Uh, missed the opportunity last night. Cody could have debuted in Jacksonville. He could have came out after uh, Rollins' loss saying if you wanted a, uh, a Mania match, you could have me. Uh, you know, that would write the world and a big FU to, to Jacksonville and to, to, to AEW. Here's what the telling sign is on Cody Rhodes' contract status with the, with the WWE is if Damien Priest keeps using the reckoning, Cody is not there. Because that is the, the Rhodes Scholar or whatever the hell he called, the Crossroads. Crossroads. So if, if Damien Priest is still using the reckoning, if he's still using Crossroads as his finisher, Cody's not there. Because I guarantee you Damien Priest is going to be the one that has to switch his finisher. No way. You don't think so? They're gonna make Cody's, Cody Cody's trash. Nobody wants him. I, that's I, that's it's an that's a mute point. And how pissed off are you gonna be with it's Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Oh. That yeah, that's <laughs> that's a bathroom break and a half. <laughs> uh, John Smith, he had the Mysterios against the Hurt Business. Oh, we didn't hear that music. That's almost as good as Willie Mack's music. Yeah, that's Sean's got good music. He always had good music. Yeah, this match didn't go on too long. the The story of the match was um, was it Logan Paul and the Miz on commentary. Um, the uh, the Mysterios got a nice little double six one nine at one point on uh, one of the Hurt Business. I forget who. Um, Dominic with an homage to his real dad Eddie with the frog splashed for the win. Um, right after the win. Logan Paul and, and Miz come in and start beating them up, beating up the Mysterios, I mean. Uh, Ray Mysterio then reverses it. You know, we get then Logan Paul in the middle, and he starts getting beat up by the Mysterios, but then he escapes. So, you know, nothing, nothing too much going on yet so far, but this is getting pretty heated. All right, then uh, back to the tag team, uh, uh, the, the women's tag team division. Like I said, I thought Seth Rollins was going to interject himself into the match after uh, <laughs> Zelina Vega after Oblivion. Again, problems with the tag champs heading into WrestleMania. Carmella keeps on getting distracted by Corey Graves at ring tide. This time, she actually uh, she wasn't flirting with him. She uh, ran to him for help, for safety, because uh, Rhea Ripley was chasing her, so. You see Graves trying to kick uh kick her leg out, trying to kick her. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh and then John the Connie, uh, a battle of the giants. I do believe this match is coming up on the ticker right there, a minute fifty-nine. Yeah, well, that, that ruins my intro for because I was gonna say, you know, this is it. Finally. Oma, this is gonna be the test. Can Omas work a match more than two minutes on his own? Well, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> here he is so giant, <laughs> giant versus giant if there was going to be someone to finally push him and see whether or not he could work a match this is the guy well not so much because aziz grabbed uh, omas and tried to get him over for a suplex omas you know absolutely stopped it with his uh, brute strength and reversed it, and it almost didn't look like he was going to get him over, but he eventually got him up and over. Uh, he suplexed disease and then followed up very quickly with the choke bomb because he clearly doesn't get paid by the hour. 
And then afterwards, uh, Apollo got a little too close to the ring, and he got yanked up into the ring by his skull <laughs> and uh, went up for a choke slam. He got some frequent flyer miles. Also, when Big Show used to do that, just pull him up on the days, and I'm glad somebody brought that back. That was good. Uh, I, would, I would love it. Just Omos, just, Omos can beat everybody and everybody. He beats Roman Reigns. He beats Brock Lesnar. But the one person that he can't beat is Chad Gable. I think that would be the funniest story like in his career. And Chad Gable is Omos's kryptonite. He can't just can't get it done. Come so on, uh, we're, we're giving you gold here, Vince. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> going into uh, WrestleMania, this is what we have booked so far. Title unification match. That's going to be the main event of night two. Then we got Styles and Edge, Becky, Bianca, Mysterio's, the Miz, Logan Paul from Raw. Then we have the Flair Rousey, McIntyre, Corbin, Zayn, and Knoxville on SmackDown. KO show with Stone Cold. You got an interpromotional match with Austin Theory, Pat McAfee. Uh, both tag team title matches. Uh, I know the, the Usos and Nakamura and Boogs, uh, that one's officially booked. I know the, the, the Street Profits uh, challenge was accepted. I'll put the Alpha Academy in that eventually. Then the women's tag team title match uh, there at the bottom. That'll be triple threat also. Probably going to have uh, Bauer and Priest. Hopefully they do something. I, I believe John Smith, you mentioned two weeks ago, uh, they were going to go ripping off AEW. Let's have an Intercontinental Championship ladder match. You haven't had one of those at WrestleMania in a while. Uh, one of those seven-man car crashes they used to have. And then the Andre. Has anybody seen the Andre? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do the IC ladder match because they got the North American title ladder match on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah two ladder matches. One, yeah, damn it. Uh, so here are I said the raw roll up. John the County had a discussion this morning. Uh, missing in action this week. Noam Dar was the only one in the in the UK Heritage Cup. I believe he got it in round four. Uh, got a roll up on Joe Coffee, and that was it. So chalk went up for NXT UK, but we're we're pretty much we're still mate this week. Wow! Uh, not one Raw roll up in America last week. That's it. it yeah, there was there was not one Raw roll up in America. They came overseas. I know them, Dar. Everything else still stays the same. Everybody's tied at two. Everybody else at one. And uh, Matt will do that. So uh, let's get into some important uh, information real quick. The primetime rundown. Uh, it's actually going to be on hiatus. It's actually going to be on hiatus uh, till after the NCAA basketball tournament. So this uh, this guy's really long. You always catch them uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, they'll be coming back after the tournament in April at that time. Um, in the meantime, you can catch their instant reaction segments that are uh, aired very frequently throughout March Madness. Make sure you go to the Eastern Observer YouTube page and hit the notification bell so that you don't miss any of their episodes this month. It will be madness. We have a new show on the Eastern Observer, one near and dear to my icy heart, the Sunday Sauce, every Sunday afternoon, hosted by our very own Sheriff, Tyler Adele, along with his partner, Andrew Macaria, a.k.a. Drewski Doodles, as they bring you everything NHL and all of the least happenings. Uh, it says right here, I got the same program every week, this Saucy this Sunday, uh, they are actually going to be off this Sunday because Monday they're going to be area. There we go, ripping off the Central Wrestling Podcast. The trade deadline special this Monday, March 21st at 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, NHL trading deadline, it does get a little crazy. Teams uh, like the Islanders on the bubble right now uh, have to decide whether or not they want to buy, they want to trade, they want to sell, they give up on the season, they want to try to push for the season. 
It is a pretty wild ride. I will be watching the NHL Network all day on Monday. Uh, it is a pretty great. But I'm also going to be watching the Sunday Sauce as well on Monday. Trade deadline special. Buy a Slam Brigade newsletter with 5,000 weekly subscribers. Uh, get this column. Make sure you go to MinisterBellTime.com to subscribe to the Body Slam Brigade by Ryan for you for free. Black Cats NYC's album Free Cake. Please go to all any or all of these music providers, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora. Um, anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC's new album Free Cake. It's out now. Play it loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com internet leader in sports entertainment pick and pools <clears throat> excuse me join us in the essential wrestling podcast of a pool to play against us or create a private pool with just you and your friends pro wrestlingpickles.com play against your friends play against the universe you guys she will like you too uh make sure you join us here uh next week episode 97 of the essential wrestling podcast you can watch it live on youtube or on certain facebook posts like pro wrestling pickham minister bell time and the eastern observer or you can listen to replays on all of the providers you see sponsored here uh on, we're on iHeartRadio, odyssey spotify and of course zingo channel 199 and if you're going to join us next week please make sure you mark on your calendars april 1st no joke people 4 p.m. The Essential Wrestling Podcast WrestleMania Special. Uh, we're about to throw in our two cents on the show. Make our picks for the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. I am excited. I cannot wait. I think this card is, is looking good. I think there's a lot of sleeper matches here. I can't wait. So, uh, John McCarty, anything from you uh, before we uh, get out of here? No, no, another uh, another big week. We got the Crockett Cup coming up this weekend too, so we got a little extra wrestling. Uh, just looking forward to it all as usual. Uh, James Wheeler has an idea. Marco Stunt, Joey Janela contracts are up in May. If they decide to leave, they can have the choice of being transferred to Ring of Honor. Interesting. It's it's, it's still gonna. I don't want to say it's still up in the air what they're gonna do with Ring of Honor, but they have a show in two weeks on April second, uh, right on the WrestleMania Saturday or Friday or whatever. So, yep. Uh, be interesting to see what he does. I, I think that one they can get away with just by using guys like Dalton Castle and whomever. Um, uh, who, who were the the the, the 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 Beer City Bruiser? He was one of my favorites. <laughs> I liked him. John Smith, anything from you before we give uh, Razor one last tribute? No, man. No, give it to Razor. All right. Uh, thank you, as always, uh, for joining us. My name is Al Carl. Uh, Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry, Steve, forever in our hearts. John Smith, we missed you last week. We have to put that up for you. That's still there. Nice. And then you guys, Alina. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. John McConney, take us home. Uh, you've probably heard this a lot over the last two days, but it doesn't seem right to not end the show thusly hard work pays off dreams come true bad times don't last but bad guys do <laughs> <laughs>